Today I'm joined by Vivian Mebrun, who was born in Brazil and has grown up moving around the world. She has lived in Chile, Switzerland, USA, Puerto Rico, and now lives in Portugal. She considers herself a third culture kid, which means that she grew up outside of her home country and has mixed cultures in her life. She currently works as a marketing manager for Nuna and she ha handles all of the ambassador programs as well as customer service and content creation on IG and TikTok. Nuna works by providing easy applicable psychotherapeutic tools from CBT amongst digital therapy. It empowers the users to cope with daily challenges and helps them to feel better through brief introspective chats and relevant tools. It utilizes psychotherapeutic evidence-based methods approved by FDA and NHS. Those methods can, amongst others, alleviate depression, anxiety and stress. Thank you very much for joining us today, Vivian. Can you please tell us a little bit more about your background? Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. Um, so, like you said, I've been moving around most of my life and uh, I took on a lot of, you know, uh, anxieties through the, that process and I, from a young age, realized that uh, mental health was very important and so I think it made sense uh, in, in my career to kind of um, be attracted to a scenario where I would be helping other people with their mental health and uh, to helping them uh, get the help that they need and, and also just do daily things that, that would make them feel better. So uh, yeah, I've been, I've been with Nuna for uh, about a year and a half now and uh, we're still very small, uh, still a startup and we're still uh, kind of getting our our feet in and trying to navigate uh, the world of business and everything and getting the word out. But it's been super exciting and I have seen like the feedback and the reviews and it's been amazing. So I'm really glad to be a part of something that is helping others. Of course. And um, Nuna is very interesting in the sense that it utilizes artificial intelligence um, you know, in the digital therapy, um, and as well as this cognitive behavior therapy as well. So it's got a, a very interesting mix of this sort of research based, technology focused, uh, solutions for humans. Um, tell us a bit more about that. How does that work? So we have a team of psychologists that wrote the, um, the chat and basically since it's, uh, automated responses that, that kind of signals, okay, this is what the psychologist knows to answer and, and what's like pre-programmed into the app. Um, so, you know, this isn't like a substitution for, for actual therapy. It's more of, of an everyday restructuring of certain scenarios where you can get immediate help for a situation and also try to uh, practice different ways of how you can uh, approach situations that would trigger you. So uh, with anger or sadness or anything of that nature, um, it can help 
uh, focus on a specific detail, but at the same time, it's giving you uh, sort of like a pre-made answer to that situation and uh, giving you ways to identify what was upsetting you and also try to reframe it and for, you know, working at it the next time. Of course, and I want to ask, um, you know, it's it's incredibly interesting because I'm innovative as well, actually, because we're utilizing all these different um, interdisciplinary um, aspects, you know, artificial intelligence, um, linking that to human emotions, uh, looking at cognitive behavior therapy, which has been around for quite some time. Uh, you know, so in terms of uh, that, my question would be, um, what was, what was the thinking behind all of this when, when, you know, when the app was, uh, being designed? Um, what was the outcome? Because some, some of the utilities of the app, they're so innovative and it's just so incredibly mind boggling. You know, how did it all come together? Yeah, so uh, thank you. But also, I think um, that's a question that I don't have all the answers to since I, I wasn't there from the beginning. But from my understanding, it was in the beginning of the pandemic that the app was created. So the idea was to help everyone um, through this difficult time when we couldn't leave uh, the house. And, you know, a lot of people were looking for mental health solutions that um, they hadn't seeked out uh, pre prior to uh, COVID-19. So that was what inspired the app. And then from the very beginning, we always had the tools section, but it's expanded as it's grown. And it's really a lot of brainstorming within the team. We talk a lot about uh, what we would like to see in the app what would help us so uh like the sleep tool for example that was something that we came up with after like a year that the app was up and running and it was something that you know as a team we were saying oh like i have a harder time going to bed early and some of us have a harder time waking up so it was an, a way to try to help us and in that way help our our clients because we feel like um our team is the demographic of our team a lot of it is the demographic of our customers so in that sense we kind of feel like we know what they want and it's been able to uh help us create more tools and new tools and also just getting feedback from customers uh also is is what is has made us create more tools that's that's really interesting and i wanted to ask so um we talked about demographics so what what is the specific demographics that nuna is looking to target and what sort of feedback have you had so far so we mainly focus on on women ages 25 to 40 and uh, we would love to, uh, to expand that demographic, but that's just what we've seen so far has uh, been the the most attractive uh, to our uh, to our customers and, and to the product. So that's the main demographic. We also uh, we do have a few other countries, but 
for the most part, it's been the UK and, and the US, uh, because it's, it's still only in English app. And that way, um, I would say mostly, uh, yeah, English speaking countries. And I think we've gotten a lot of really good feedback. Um, a lot of them have told us, uh, that like when there are certain bugs that we didn't know. So that was something that we were able to fix really quickly. Uh, through customer feedback, through social media, and then on, of course, like, um, our demographic has said, you know, uh, this is something that is more attractive to women. So like, that's just a feedback, but that's something that for now it's been working for us. Uh, but it's something to think about in the future in, in terms of, uh, making it more user friendly for, for men as well and having it be something a little, um, less only female centered, uh, cause we are trying to help everyone. It's just that, you know, it is like a little bit more girl, girly with, uh, the Nuna features and everything and the colors. So that's something that we, we've discussed, but that for now we, we haven't changed. Um, and then I think the last, uh, sort of feedback that we've had, has been, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was regarding the, the paywall, like giving people more time to, to try the app out first. And that is something that we're working on. And we're even thinking of, um, changing the model so that people don't have to pay initially, uh, so that it's, uh, a month free trial instead and give them more time to, to discover the app. So that's something that we've taken into consideration. I mean, that's very interesting, you know, that you've got um, all these different strategies to sort of further uh, develop uh, the app in, into the market. And, it, you know, this, this interesting concept when we talked about gender psychology, men and women do think differently. Um, and, you know, you have a niche there uh, of a particular age group, women between the ages of 25 to 40. And I think being very brave, actually, to looking at the female psychology and, you know, targeting that market. Um, so for someone like me, for example, I'm being very open and uh, slightly uh, a little bit too brave, I think. Um, some of the challenges that I have, for example, that I've identified, either I would respond really, really quickly, mostly to things that don't really require so much of a quick response. And what really matters, I would just take days and weeks, Vivian, to just kind of not not out of uh, apathy, but I just don't know what it is, especially with things when it comes to art. I'm weeks behind. I am getting anxiety because I have so many emails in my inbox and I have got so many outstanding art tasks and I'm just like, and it doesn't take a long time. It's just that I'm just thinking, no, I want to sit down. I want to spend an hour on this particular part, aspect, um, so for, for that and the other challenge that I face as well, screen time. So I'm a big advocate of spending time in the wilderness, spending time in nature, but I find I think I spend an awful lot of time 
on the screen. Um, I like reading. So I'll be on my phone reading books um, or reading the summary of books, reading newspapers. Uh, and it's just one thing leads to another or I'll find an in- interesting concept and I'll read about it. And it's just yeah. how would Nuna work for someone like me who A, spends too much screen time and wants to spend, wants to go on a really proper digital detox and who who kind of needs, you know, in terms of managing this, um, the communication where either I would just be too, too quick in responding or just simply just take too long. How would, how would Nuna help somebody like me? So we have, uh, different sections, uh, for tools and I can't remember the specific tool for that one, but there's one for anxiety and the, well, it's the section is anxiety and there's tools for anxiety underneath. And there's one that's a, I believe there's a social media detox one that's under there. That's great. And yeah. And it does, um, like kind of walk you through your thoughts and, and why it's giving you anxiety and, and all of that. But it also gives you tips, um, of, you know, having the screen time. Uh, if you have an iPhone, you can go in the settings and do screen time for specific apps. Um, you could do that for, for books as well, but I, I don't really see any harm in reading. So I, I think reading is great. I'm, I'm a little bit old fashioned. I think paper books, um, I don't know if I should be saying this, but you know, I think there, there's something about paper, you know, and books <laughs> being read, um, in such a manner. It's very interesting what you, what you talked about, you know, in terms of that sort of, uh, digital detox. Just touching upon that, I feel nowadays in the world and the time that we live in, we're more connected than ever. We're more connected, but we're awfully more lonely than ever. You know, I, I feel like yeah. as a society, our existence is solitary. You know, we might not be able to accept it. Yes, we're super connected. We're connected to everybody and around the world you know, locally, regionally, internationally, at the touch of the button, um, connected to organizations. But when we actually look outside of the digital world, um, the time that we actually spend in real life off screen time, that has greatly reduced. And this sense of loneliness, you know, it's explored. It's, it's explored through the arts and the culture, you know, most of most of what you see in the media and the culture, it's to, well, how to, how to sort of combat that. Because I would say this is a modern, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, a modern dilemma, a modern, um, you know, psychological zeitgeist. So what's your opinion on that? Uh, I, couldn't agree more. I think all of us have a really hard time connecting with people, um, in the, in the real world. And it's really important to try to make that a priority, um, as much as you can. But it's also, you know, our lifestyles now are so crazy and, uh, work is so crazy. And then with the pandemic, I think that 
that made it worse where you, you're working for and you're uh you don't really have to go anywhere to get anything anymore you you can order things and get it all at home and um so that's that's really strange and in terms of looking back at you know how society is and how we interact with others and even making friends like in a new country it's like uh through an app now and you meet people through a text message and social media before you meet them in person and that's you know not really how it used to be and in, in in a way it's great that you can make friends this way and you know have a a bigger pool of people that you might have not met before but in the other sense it's um it, it definitely has effects on how uh, we socialize and how we grow as a person and i think there are probably downfalls and that we're going to see in a few years that um that like socially we haven't developed in certain ways because it's just also easy to do behind a screen digitally sort of having more of a digital yeah. connection but um i think I really agree with you, Vivian. I also think that interactions are more shallow, whereas before, you know, um, friendships, and I have to say I'm grateful to have friends and friendships that I would say surpass decades and years. And, you know, there's times that we might not speak for a few months, a year or so, but that, that friendship is there, that sisterhood is there. Mm-hmm. However, I feel when we look at the world around us, there's a lot of shallow interactions in the sense that people are getting to know um, people socially, but on a more shallower sense, there isn't that deep connection. And like you said, I mean, I'm not uh, um, so tech savvy with, with the social apps, you know, um, with, with, with all, all the things, all the projects and things that I'm working on. So I'm, a, I'm a closet workaholic. Um, but I feel that there is a, a real poignancy in that, in the sense that people become afraid of seeing somebody in person and sort of communicating how it used to be, you know, how we used to have conversations and even being afraid to confront and have, you know, straightforward conversations or difficult conversations or com- conversations where you have to be brave, but you have to say say it in person. So I think that's a very apt observation that, yes, digitally there is that aspect with this uh, digital revolution. However, with apps like Nuna, you know, that can also serve, I, I think, um, as, as a tool, as a helpful tool and as a helpful resource to help with confidence building, to help with interpersonal skills, um, as well as affirmations, because I had a brief look and I, I, I knew there's some positive affirmations on Nuna as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah, so that was a project where we were trying uh, to kind of bring this idea of you know, self-love and self-development, but also something that you could practice every day, like the gratitude journal. Um, and so 
that was something that we kind of incorporated as a way of doing like a morning routine. So you wake up and you, you can journal and do your three things you're grateful for today. And then as soon as you get up, you can do affirmations, uh, positive affirmations. And, um, our team of psychologists, uh, uh, read a lot of studies, uh, where it said that positive affirmations can really change the way you view yourself and in turn how you view the world. So, uh, our idea was really to try to get people to, um, have a more positive mindset and to, uh, incorporate that into like a daily habit. Fantastic. And have you tried the app yourself, Vivian? Yeah, I use it a lot. Uh, I don't really use it for the same reasons as my coworkers. I think a lot of the times if I get into, um, a discussion with a friend or my partner or something like that, I like to use it kind of cooled down. Whereas most of my coworkers use it to, you know, like every day, like I don't remember to do the, gra- the gratitude journal every day. I do it like, every other day or so but um I feel like Nuna helps me to calm down in situations where I can't really talk to anyone about it or where I'm really stressed and that's why I like to use it um to reframe that scenario and to be like okay next time when or if this happens again like how could I have dealt with it better and how could I have maintained myself more calm or uh you know just different ways to alleviate that and and what does the future hold for Nina so we have a lot of exciting projects but as a startup you know it's really hard to secure um funds and things of that nature so we're trying really hard to get more investors we're trying really hard to get uh, more ambassadors, you know, like yourself and people to spread the word about Nuna so that we can, um, stay afloat. And then once we have enough money for that, then I think the first thing we want to change is we want to start adding more languages so we can help more people. And after that, we wanted to, uh, try to put in different features. Uh, one example is trying to get a list of like local therapists in your region. Uh, we wanted to do something with astrology and like a quotes of the day type of thing. And yeah, so we're, there were, we have a lot of different ideas, but, but we need to kind of make sure that we're in a good place first and that, uh, we can work with what we have for now and then, um, try to expand and, and make it better. I think step by step, you know, you've got that vision of, um, because it's not easy. This is something when you're working with, especially with female psychology as well, yeah. it takes a lot of grit and a lot of graft to turn things around. And it's, it's amazing that, you know, you and your team have started on this journey. And Vivian, what does the future hold for you? Well, I, I really want to grow with Nuna. I would love to, um, try to be in a different position, even though I love mar- working with marketing. I'd love to be like community leader or something of that nature. I'd love for the, the team to grow and kind of take on a higher responsibility in that sense. 
And um, in terms of personal life, I I hope to um, just be in a place where I can uh, grow with friends and with my family and to be in, in a healthy place. And in my life, I, you know, I try my best to to do that, but I think there's always room for improvement to live a healthier lifestyle and um, to be more more present.